Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm Denise Fremming, CEO of Viram. This is a series of leadership podcasts where we discuss the leadership mindset, what drives leaders to excellence, and how to inspire others. In essence, what is the path to leading to make a difference? Today, I'm excited to be here with Waddell Wright. Waddell is the owner of W. Wright & Company, LLC, that is headquartered in Nashville. His company provides services for brokerage, management, and development. Waddell is also serving on Iram's executive committee as a senior vice president. Waddell, you're very busy these days. Absolutely. And welcome. It's a good time. It is. And thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And just one other tidbit I do know about Waddell is that he is an avid reader, and I think he reads or listens to about a book a week. Is that right, Waddell? That's right. Through audio, the, the audible, and I've got books in my bag, in my car, at my office, so I'm always constantly reading things. We get them all over. That's that's cool. I, I do do my some of my best reading, actually, on my Peloton. And um, that is where I did do a lot of my reading for a book that you recommended to me, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it's I, a great I, book. Yeah, it's, it is a great book. And it just, it made me, you know, think a lot and question many things. And there was a lot of lessons in there. And I think the one that's top of mind for me is, is just the statement that the obstacle in the path becomes the path. And actually, Ryan suggests in the book that it's a chance to learn about ourselves, to improve our skills, and to strengthen the emotional intelligence that's so critical to effective leadership. And um, we all know how important emotional intelligence is um, today. And, and I guess I would say, too, you know, more fitting today than ever is really that there are so many bumps um, out there on the pathway to leadership. And Sometimes those bumps are detours, sometimes they're roadblocks, and then actually sometimes I would say the bridge is out. So how do you kind of get around that? How do you maneuver? And there's always a lesson in that, I would say, and and a way out. And I know, Adele, when I talked to you, you had said that, um, you know, you were just such a proponent of the book and that obstacles really are an opportunity. So maybe, you know, with that, you could just share with us how obstacles have shaped your leadership style or your approach. Absolutely. I think, you know, being in real estate, we have to think about there's always a perception, right? And when it comes to perception, it's the the picture that we perceive is always prettier than a picture that we actually see. So we have to learn to kind of domesticate our perception. Uh, our, our perception to get a control of our emotions so we don't freak out because if something doesn't happen the way we perceive it, then that's when you start getting a little discombobulated, you get angry. Oh, this is not what I was getting. This is not how this was, was supposed to be. So really honing in on your um, emotions so that your perspective can provide more of a context into the big picture and then you can start framing how you want the world to look uh, with that. That's great advice, especially, like I said, with the world we were just in and we're still kind of in that space. Because so many times it's it's so easy to just, like you said, kind of freak out. You see the roadblock and then you can't think, you know, 
accurately. And so you go down different paths that probably aren't really the right path. That's correct. So I, I like that. So get a hold of your emotions. And, you know, with that, just have obstacles, do you think, shifted as a result of the events in the past 16 months? Oh, I think I think the world's still on edge. You know, COVID is up seemingly, you know, in the U.S. or in, in different cities, but it's not. You know, there's still a, such a lag of what we just went through. How is it going to affect us financially? What's the world going to look like when, you know, all the stimulus and unemployment and things work out? But then the next part of the book, you know, they talk about action. Um you got to kind of take action upon yourself to put things in motion and not really wait for things to happen, but do the right things, right? You have to take action and not be scared to take risks and get creative with the things that we have in front of us. And you have to be flexible. Um, one thing that I like to tell people is I always remain flexible. That way I can adapt to different situations. The minute I become rigid or um, just kind of stuck on something, then what ends up happening is you, you get stuck on the obstacle. Then you can't get over it. You can't get around it. You can't get through it because you're focused on the wrong thing. So I think that's one of the second parts that we have to look at is make sure we have the action that goes along with that perspective to, to get over some things. Mm-hmm. I, I know when you said something that just reminded me of the last 16 months, we've used the word pivot, you know, quite a bit, but I, I think that's right. You can't be rigid because when you're rigid, you really can't make any decisions. You're kind of stuck yeah. in, you're your own obstacle in essence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great advice. And and how, how do you recommend, um, that we over someone overcomes these obstacles. I know you have um, young, not young children, but t- teenage or twenties. They're in their twenties, right? Your your children, but I'm sure yeah. they feel like, oh, there's so many obstacles. And what advice do you give them or young real estate managers um, just on how to overcome some of those obstacles that they have in their way? The advice I give my kids, my friends, you know, young people in the business, it, it's all the same. You, you have to train yourself to really think in the now and into the future. Um, Having a mantra, I am healthy, I am successful, I am wealthy. Uh, When people say I'm going to do something, going to means I'm not necessarily there yet. But if you say I am doing something, I am managing property, I am uh, 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 working towards the CPM designation, I am that changes the mantra internally to yourself because when you use words like would have, could have, should have, I could have done better. I would have did this. That stuff is infectious. That's guilt. That means something happened that you're, you're feeling a little guilty about. And you're, when you do those things that infects your future, I've, I've got a real good friend and we both had bumps in a road at the same time during the last recession and we both had to file bankruptcies. And during that, I had the feeling of, I know what it feels like to be successful. Therefore, I'm going to stay in that feeling and keep growing my business, which I'm still successful today. His mantra was, 
oh, I had this, I could have did this, I should have did that, I would have did this a little bit better. But even today, he hasn't grown because his past has infected his future because he never got over it. And so the advice I give is don't let your past infect your future. Concentrate on now and concentrate on getting thing, um, uh, get, getting the things you want for the future and, and put that feeling in place that you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I mean, the I am, that's something, I don't know if you've listened to the Headspace app that's out there, but you're right on with that. They always say when you're speaking to yourself, right? Which is really, it's not talking to yourself. So it's not crazy, but it's definitely healthy, sure. <laughs> right? Um, to, 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 it's really that talking to yourself, I am, because it's it's in that moment and you actually can visualize and then you can actualize kind of what, what you're doing. So that's great advice. Don't look in that rear view mirror, but keep that forward motion. Yeah. And, and when you think about it in the big picture, um, you know, stoic philosophy has been around a long time. An obstacle is the way is kind of based on that Marcus Aurelius and leaders that overcame some great things. But one thing they all came in, had in common was they subliminally told themselves subconsciously that they are great. They are good. They are successful. What manifested is they were successful. Yeah, and there's a lot of good examples in that book. I can't remember. Maybe you can remember. There was a basketball player that, I mean, he looked to where he wanted to go and he actually almost just, they said, you know this better than I do, I'm sure, because you've played basketball, but it, they float. I mean, he floated just kind of through everything because he knew where he wanted to go and the pathway just opened to him. And um, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a great visual for me when I was oh, yeah. reading the book, um, because I think to your point, when you're in that moment and you're thinking now in future, you really, it just happens sometimes and it comes to you and it's kind of effortless. It happens. It happens. Um, we just purchased in a, a 1920s apartment building. It's something I've always wanted to own my entire life. And I said, man, that'd be cool to own and manage an old 1920s apartment building. But because I constantly work towards that goal, even unconsciously, I'm like, man, how can I, what can I do to get me closer to owning that property? Well, I need to learn the markets that that property is in. I need to learn some historic credits that are out there. But I constantly kept the action going towards that goal to where it was achieved. Now you can't lose sight of it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So is there one example? I know you gave us one when you were, were talking about kind of your moving through economic times. But is there one example of an obstacle you turned into is the, the book says a triumph? Yeah, I think I think going back to taking some risk on, on properties. Um the triumph that I learned from that obstacle was I thought I was done. Okay. I, I had an amazing career, hit a bump in the road. I found myself just at a loss. I don't know what to do. I, I failed. I'm crying. I, I need to figure something out. But then, you know, I, I think about some of my favorite movies like Rocky Balboa. I love the Rocky series. <laughs> and every time Rocky would get in the ring and he'd get pounded, he's losing but he'd say one more round, one more round. We all have one more round in us. And that's when that willpower kicks in and physically retired, mentally retired, but your soul just keeps going. 
And that's what happens to me a lot when I'm tired and I don't want to do it. And I don't want to go back to the property. And I don't want to keep, I've got one more round in me that keeps me going back. And usually that one last round, when I get to it, that's when I overcome that obstacle. I've learned to either manage it, control it, uh, live with it or um, overcome it. Mm-hmm. That's a great visual too. the Rocky. <laughs> I love that. St- you know, standing on the top of the stairs, right? His arms. Oh, yeah. One yeah. more round. One more round. I love that. I mean, such a good tips that you gave us, Waddell, and to any leaders. And I, I just jotted down a couple notes because I. I'm a avid note taker as well. So I'm mm-hmm. be calm. I think from a leadership perspective, that's so important. You know, take action. You that that's you have to take action, right? And you have to think in the now and the future. And I think that's extremely important because a lot of times we can tend to live in the past. And we know that with COVID, you just you can't do that, right? You have to be in the now. And then there's always another round. I love that. That's a yeah. big takeaway for me. And, There's um, always another round. That, and going back to the action, it was one of the things where um, I remember I bought some properties one time from a, from a couple who owned a ton of multifamily properties. And the if people would ask, how'd you get those properties? How'd you get those properties? I asked them if they sell them to me. It was as simple as me asking and taking action that got me to those properties. And so that, that's a big one. Take the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ask. It's always... It's always surprising to me when people say, well, I just didn't think to ask. Well, I mean, a lot of times the answer is yes. If you yeah, just ask, that's true. Right? Well, this has been, you know, spectacular. I have a lot of notes that I'm going to take away with me. But I, you know, as we wrap up, I just would like to thank you, Waddell, for sharing your insights, your tips. These are great takeaways. And we are just grateful for your leadership, both at IRAM and in the industry. So Thank you so much for your time today. Um, To our listeners, thank you for taking time to listen in. Be well, be grateful, be you. And remember what Waddell said, there's always another round. Thank you, Waddell. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.